Hey there, Radiant Souls. It's your host, Gina Kunadian, bursting with excitement to welcome you back to season two of the Shine Within podcast. You've been with me through our incredible first season, and now it's time to crank up the intensity. You know me, your energetic cheerleader, a mom of three fabulous boys, an empowering certified massage therapist, and the game-changing alcohol-free sobriety coach. With my trademark enthusiasm, I'm here to uplift more motivated women to break free from the chains of alcohol dependency. And guess what? We're still defining the norms with our unique non-traditional approach. Get ready to supercharge your transformation as I bring you an all-new lineup of awe-inspiring guests this season. They're the powerhousers in the realms of mindset, health, and spirituality. And they're all set up to equip you with potent tips and tools. We're talking about crafting unyielding confidence, honing laser-focused clarity, and infusing your life with exhilarating energy. This season, our mission is to ignite your creative potential to even greater heights, helping you to manifest the life of your dreams, all while living vibrantly, alcohol-free. So buckle up as we journey deeper into the realm of self-discovery, awakening the inner magnificence that's ready to burst forth. Season 2 of Shine Within is about to take you to new horizons. Get ready to experience your true power and unleash your brilliance. So if you are ready to shine even brighter, welcome. Hey, lovely listeners. If you're finding value in what you're hearing today, make sure to head over to the show notes. Not only will you find more details on today's topic, but you'll also get an exclusive invitation to join my free Facebook group, Awakened Souls. This community is perfect for women who are either sober curious or currently journeying through recovery. Being part of Awakened Souls offers a supportive environment where you can connect with like-minded women, all working towards an alcohol-free lifestyle. Plus, there are special free gifts waiting for you inside the show notes, curated specifically to empower and assist you on your journey. If you're loving the content, I'd be also so grateful if you take a moment to rate this podcast. Your feedback helps me continue bringing you the conversations and insights you love. Let's keep the momentum going. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. I am here for you every step of the way. Welcome to a special episode of the Shine Within podcast, where today we explore the transformative power of self-care, love, and wellness on our journey to personal fulfillment. We're delighted to welcome Kelly Bonanno, a life and wellness coach, matchmaker, speaker, and devoted mother who has spent over a decade inspiring individuals to embrace their best selves, both inside and out. Kelly's approach to wellness education goes beyond the conventional, letting her expertise in eco-friendly living, clean beauty, and holistic health to guide her clients towards achieving their wellness goals. With a compassionate heart and a keen understanding of the challenges in the dating world, Kelly also helps her clients navigate the complexities of modern relationships, boosting their confidence and paving the way for them to find true love. In this episode, Kelly shares her personal journey from a successful career in network television to becoming a beacon of hope and inspiration for those looking to improve their lives. Whether you're feeling lost in your marriage, anxious about your future, or simply looking for ways to enhance productivity and team morale within your business, Kelly's unique wellness programs and workshops offer valuable insights and practical solutions. Join us as Kelly opens up about the challenges of balancing professional ambitions with family responsibilities, the importance of self-love in building healthy relationships, and her passion for empowering others to lead fulfilling lives. Get ready to be inspired by her wisdom and experience as we deep dive into the art of self-discovery and empowerment on today's episode.
Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on my show today. It's an honor. Thank you for having me. Of Of course. Now, can you just share your journey into becoming a life and wellness coach and how your personal experiences have shaped your approach? Oh, wow. It's nothing linear, right? It's like, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Um, Well, I've always been health-minded, wellness-minded. You know, I was diving into that a long time ago. Um, Back before I had kids, my my former career was in network television. So I worked at CBS Television Network here in Los Angeles. And during that was, I mean, I was really happy. It was a great career. It was where I wanted to be. Um, very, very into self-improvement and growth and doing yoga and, you know, and becoming the best version of myself at that stage in life and got married and then we had kids and it was a really demanding job and a long commute. So it was like, I'd never see my kid. If I could have done something like what I'm doing now, where I could have, you know, more of a balance or work part-time and then be a mom most of the time, that would have been great. But I had to make the hard decision to either get a nanny and barely see my kid or, you know, be a stay-at-home mom for at least at least a few years and, and see what happens. So that's what I did. And that was a tough decision. That was a really tough transition. Lots of, you know, it was like culture shock just to be out in the world making, you know, amongst people and adults and making all these big decisions in my job and then to just being with a newborn. And so that was that was interesting. But I never wanted to stop working. So I started writing writing for magazines, um, websites, and then I started my own blog. And I really started focusing more on wellness and health and eco-friendly living, clean beauty. And I really dove, you know, really kind of dove into that aspect of health and what it does to your, your whole entire being from the way you look to internally. I mean, it really, lots of environmental toxins are, you know, linked. Now it's, it's, it's much more mainstream, we know. There's a lot of, you know, clean at Sephora. There's a lot of, you know, BPA-free, paraben-free. But when I was first getting into this, it was very, I would tell people, you know what? There's toxins in plastic. You really shouldn't microwave plastic. And they'd look at me like I had three heads. Now it's, people know these are these things. But this is, I really got into this more when I was pregnant with my second son, who's turning 18 in a few months. So, and then it just kind of evolved. And I started teaching people and really learning more about it, got involved with some clean brands and just ha- teaching people how to reduce toxic load. But then I, re- then I wanted to take a more holistic approach and teach people what I did to stay healthy and, and fit and, you know, and so also the nutrition p- component. Then as I got certification and learned more, it was like, okay, we've got how to sleep better, the, the energy component, how, how to have more energy and less stress that stress is, you know, really plays a part on every single part of our, our health. And, um, so then health coaching is life coaching. You know, it's, it's, I mean, yes, I can help people lose weight and balance their macros and all these things, but it's really life coaching. It's so much more my mindset and, and how we view ourselves and our lives and and our goals and all these things. So it, it, you know, really morphed more into life coaching. I still help people with wellness. You know, some people, especially people getting out there dating, or a lot of my clients have been divorced they feel like, okay, I want to get into better shape. I want to lose weight. I want to really look my best and to get out there on the dating scene, which, you know, dating is marketing. You you really do have to be your best out there. It is competitive. It's, it's, it's a little bit rough out there these days, but it can be fun if it's done right. So that sort of just kind of came together. And then I, of course, 
you know, we had two children and then I ended up getting, getting divorced. So I've been through that whole scene. I dated before the apps. I dated, you know, and then I <laughs> got divorced. I was like, the apps, what is going on? And, and of course met people organically. And so I've done it all. And, and that's what I love helping people do is, is, is get that confidence to get out there dating, but really doing it right. Because it, if it's not done right, it feels horrible and it's hard and it's, depressing <laughs> you know um so another thing I do is matchmaking which I love um you can definitely find love on the apps and organically but matchmaking is it that is really tailored and focused to you and I have clients but I also we also have a free database that people can just sign up for and get matched with our clients so it's it's the best of both worlds that is awesome so who needs uh match.com when they have you <laughs> Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I was just telling my husband, uh, well, so I a little history about myself. I was actually I married before and divorced and had to go see a mentor, uh, she was slash coach who helped me discover who I am as a spiritual being and helped me with my internal and out uh, external beauty, I should say. Uh and really build that confidence within me. So I thank you so much for the work that you do because it's definitely needed. But I was going to say, um, going back to, uh, I was talking to my husband recently because I'm remarried now. And I was like, you know, I never used, you know, any of those online dating apps or <laughs> anything because I, I was, I guess I was married during that time. But I remember my sister would go ahead and use them and then she would meet some guys here and there, but nothing really serious. And funny thing is that when she was 18, she had a boyfriend and I remember him as I was like eight years old and he's so sweet. I mean, after they broke up, I mean, obviously years has gone by because she's like 50 something years old. She just recently, maybe within the last four years, we got reconnected with him. <laughs> and then now they have a, now they're living together and then they, they seem happy anyway. But yeah, it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy that that had happened. So, <laughs> but anyway, I was, yeah, I was going to go ahead and ask you, um, and as a coach who focuses on the be beautiful inside and outside, how do you approach helping individuals become their best selves? Well, it, it, it's a seven different, several different pillars that I work with. And, and really the first thing starts with self-love and working on yourself and, and because self-love is a tough one and self-worth. And we, you know, there's, there's lots of facets we can have you know, self-worth and self-love in certain areas of our life. Maybe we're great with career, but not other things, but we all have insecurities and that doesn't mean we are insecure. We're human. If you don't have any insecurities, you're a robot and you're not a human being. And when you get into a relationship, a lot of stuff can come up that you don't, you know, it's, it's easy to sail along on your own and not have anybody else to deal with. But when you're, when you're in a relationship, it can bring things up. So before we embark on that dating, really getting solid with ourselves, especially depending on where you're coming from with the divorce or a toxic relationship or not even toxic, but just, you know, not so much luck is really getting solid with yourself. And, and then, and then it kind of depends on where people need help. Some people just really need the basics, you know, um, like I was recently a client, she, she wanted to maybe focus on one person at a time. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work in today's world. I mean, yes, once we're exclusive, but you know, you've got to, I always, I used to have this, this saying even back before when I was saying, you got to keep all the burners going because, you know, in this app disposable dating world, people swipe left, they swipe right. And you, they ghost and they like, you can think you're going to meet that you met this great person online and then you're never even going to meet them or you'll go out on a date and they'll ghost. You. I mean, 
you know, there are the real harsh realities of life. So you've got to keep, keep things going and keep not, and no one deserves your exclusivity until they earn it until, until you're ready to do it. So you really have to, you know, go out there and also have fun with it, the right perspective. And you're just having fun. You're meeting people and meeting. And that's with, when we have the great, the right attitude, dating can be fun and absolutely successful as well. So, and then of course, like the health aspect, some people do want to, you know, lose some weight or just, yeah, kind of get their own little out. We could do an inner makeover and an outer, outer makeover because, you know, when you look better, you feel better. When you feel better, you look better. It's all, and it's not to be superficial, but it's just, it all goes together. And it's that, and it's not about being a size zero, being the most beautiful thing is being your best self. So you can go out into the world confident and loving and style. And, you know, there's just all, all kinds of ways to, to make yourself proud of yourself. And so, because when, the way you see people is the way, I mean, the way you see yourself is the way people will see you. Yes, completely. Because, you know, you can have someone who's not so attractive, but hold themselves very confidently, that makes them 10 times more attractive <laughs> than if they were just exactly. to be like, kind of like slumped over and sad all the time. Right, but right. yeah, it's so true. And then um, just thinking about, about like, you know, people dating and then they'll on the profiles, they'll have like a picture from like 10 years ago. <laughs> It's like, or when they were like that, they're small, skinniest, or what, or buffest, or whatever. And it's just like, come on, just be yourselves, be your authentic self, and you do have to be comfortable in your own skin, and then build that confidence so you can get out into the dating world. Because I know for myself, having an alcoholic background for myself, and then becoming sober, I didn't want to date anybody because I was terrified because everyone who we're going out, always wanted to drink, like, oh, let's go grab a drink. Let's go over here to this bar. Let's go to this club. You know, everything involved alcohol. So for me, it was like, okay, no, no, no. I had to look elsewhere where, where do people go and uh, not drink? (laughs) You know, some family functions, some places, some trips that you take, you know, so you just, you never know. So um, what, what are, so that was one of my biggest challenges. What are some of the most common challenges your clients actually face in the dating world and how do you help them overcome these uh, over obstacles? There are definitely several challenges. <laughs> that <laughs> is for sure. And, you know, it, it does start with the profile. If you're going to be on the apps, your profile has to reflect who you are because you're not fooling anyone. I mean, if it's an older picture, if it's not the size you are now, they're going to meet you eventually. They're, I just don't understand <laughs> people, you know, think they're fooling. Um, so you don't want to do that. But yes, you also want to put your your best self out there. So pictures are so important. I cannot believe some of the pictures I see, what you're wearing, (laughs) not to be rude or anything, but you know, and the bios, like you want to, it's marketing. You are marketing yourself. And that's the fact of life. You're marketing yourself. You're putting yourself out there. And like I said, the, it's, it's very competitive. People can, it's like shopping for men, shopping for women. And, and so it's a little better. It's a lot better actually with the you know matchmaker because we really vet people and, and it's not quite so disposable. But I have to you know, tell my clients, you know, hire me, but also stay on the apps because you never know when or how you're going to meet someone. So that's, that's a big challenge. And that's why I, I do help clients with their profile big time, whether they're my matchmaking clients or not. And like I offer that, that, that free 30 minute session, let's get your profile on point and revamp it. And because that is your calling part. If you're not getting enough attention 
or getting enough attention from the people that you want attention from, it starts with your profile. And, and then the challenge of course is getting through the first date. That's that, you know, I say, get off the, get off the app, text and meet, you know, maybe get on, get on the phone because this is a stranger. So I do say, but don't waste time texting because a lot of people are on there for the wrong reasons and you don't want a pen pal. So get off the, the app, get on the phone, you know, see how you vibe on the phone and make a date, meet. And I, I do recommend a shorter date because, you know, dinner is a commitment and you can always turn it into dinner if you're having a great time, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you, you want to give this person a chance, but you don't want to be stuck also with, with someone you're not, not interested in. And also the other <laughs> challenge people have is just wanting that spark, that chemistry, that wow. And yes, you want to have an attraction, but chemistry can grow. And so it, there's, you know, all, a lot of things are in place and you like this person and there's enough of a spark. There has to be a spark. I'm not saying, you know, you gotta be, you know, you don't want to be completely, you know, unattracted, but give a person a chance because also some people are, they're, they're, you know, they're nervous on a first date. And so things can grow, you get to know a person and, and then the, the attraction grows. And some of our best um, success stories are that, that kind of thing. Not that there's nothing wrong with, you know, you know, extra excited about person right away that can also grow into love, but also be mindful and don't let that guide and, and, you know, put your blinders on to some of maybe their red flags they might have or personality things that aren't going to jive with you. But I love people that are open-minded, open-minded, and no one's going to be perfect. So I think another big challenge people have is, is they get in their own way. That is really where our, our, our worst, own worst enemies and, you know, being open-minded and not judging for every little thing. And, you know, women have that thing, like the ick factor. Oh, I don't like this socks or he did this or one thing. It's like, no one is going to have, every single person is going to have a few things that you would want to change. It's, you know, looking for the person that, okay, those things you can live with and deal with and giving people a chance because everyone's human and no one's perfect. Even us, even you, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I am far from perfect. Oh my goodness. I don't mean you. I mean like the person dating. Like it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> but me too. Oh my goodness. I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> I was gonna share a story with you. Um so recently, uh last Sunday, my mom and my stepdad celebrated their silver anniversary, their 25 um year anniversary of being married. And we all had a chance to go to where they had their first date. It's a beautiful place out in the mountains, only maybe 45 minutes from San Jose here in California. And it's, it's called the Mountain House. And it's also a a Michelin chef starred restaurant. So the food is amazing. And she invited yeah. a bunch of family. But the thing I had in my mind is like, man, my mom must have really trusted this man so much on her first date because literally these it was dark. <laughs> it was windy. It was it was like scary out there. <laughs> wow! But the rest you really was... wind her and dined her on a first date. Michelin star. Wow. I know. I was like impressed, but I was like, "What was my mom thinking? Probably driving up into the woods, you know, like this by herself, trying to meet this guy there. It's crazy. Yeah. So a lot of trust has to be. So maybe they spoke on the phone a lot of times, not email, not text, but on the phone, and probably talked a lot. And so maybe that's what built her trust into going on to this first date up in the mountains in the dark in the woods scary yeah, <laughs> interesting place for a first date <laughs> right um and I was going to also ask you what kind of advice would you actually give someone who is 
just just nervous about finding love or just fearful about their future relationships, especially because they've had like divorce or they've been burned in the past and in past relationships. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. And our, our experiences do color, you know, our world, but here's the thing. Every relationship is a lesson. So whether you had bad relationships, a tough divorce, whatever it might be, those, you know, I don't look at divorces as a failure. It was a relationship that did not last, but you were with that person for a reason and a season and really to take the lessons from that, from that things that you contributed, things that you learned, then you don't take it into your next relationships. And just because something happened in the past does not inform the future, you know, and, and now that makes you more ready for the right person. Every relationship, every experience shows you what you want more of like, okay, you know what? I realize that's not right for me now, now, and you, you know, now you can be a little more informed of what you're really looking for. And, and, you know, as far as confidence, again, it's, it's just loving yourself, working on yourself, putting your best self out there. And we're all a work in progress. It's not perfection. And like I said, once you get in a relationship, things will come up that, that you're just like, oh, I didn't think that would bother me. And now I'm having this insecurity about it or, or what have you. And we just have to give ourselves grace. And as long as, you know, you're, you're, you know, you You've got your best intentions and, and really thinking about it. I think this is really important, your mindset on it, because we get what we put out and generally what we, we think is going to happen will. So if you go out dating with the mindset of guys are players, they just want young women, women are crazy and they, you know, they don't want to make it men are priority and they're this, that, and the other, that's what you're going to find. But if you go out there thinking, you know what, there are great people out there and I can have fun. And that special person that's going to adore me and cherish me, he or she is wondering where I am. And that's, that's, and I'm not saying it's not, you know, it can be depressing and defeating to go on date after date, but, and just have fun with it and look at it as don't look at every date as, oh my gosh, this is the one just, this is a nice person I'm meeting. And at the very least, maybe I'll get a friend. And you know what? Maybe he'll have a boyfriend, a brother, or she'll have a cousin, or or we'll learn something else about each other that we can do a business with. It's something you never know. Just getting out there and just meeting fun people. And of course, if things progress and you meet the love of your life, that's great. Yeah, that's everybody's dream. You know, first date, they that there's that spark and everything is like there's so much chemistry, and then boom, you're married and then live happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Even the, even and the good marriages the always tell us, but right? reality is a different thing. <laughs> and the other thing is not to be afraid of conflict. You know, conflict really shows us how we can, how we have like deal with conflict is 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 really telling on how we can get along in our relationship. Relationships that have absolutely no conflict are really not real relationships. Any you know, if there's no like if everything's just fine and nothing goes, anybody can be happy. But when you have certain things and you're working on things together, how you deal with them and resolve them is that's, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Yes. Instead of throwing things at each other, just go ahead and take a walk <laughs> yeah, and take yeah. a deep breath and then come back whenever you're ready to communicate properly. <laughs> right. And hear people, you know, people just want to be heard. They want to be heard and understood. And even if you don't agree, just people just want to be heard and, and, and seen. Yes, and validated, you know. Yes, and validated, absolutely. Yeah, it's Huge. like 
I think like when I'm trying to be vulnerable and share how I feel, and then when my husband listens to me, then I and then he says, "Oh, I I can see your point. I understand how where you're coming from. It makes me feel so much happier. Like, oh, he cares. He listened, <laughs> rather than uh huh, uh huh, whatever. Why are you feeling like this? Well, you shouldn't be yes. feeling like that. That's like, why are you feeling like that? I'm human yeah. being, you know. I'm not saying anything. Then you're like, what is he thinking? Exactly. I know that active listening and it really showing the empathy. And I know that is huge. That is something that all men could take a, a lesson from, from your husband. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because I, sometimes even women just with their, when the men are becoming more emotional and coming to them saying, Hey, I'm sad about this. Sometimes the women are really mean. <laughs> it can be brutal yes. too. <laughs> it's not just the men, women can be brutal too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe me. Guys have it hard too. Women are the women can be awful. I've heard some horrible, horrible stories. We we yeah. all can do better. <laughs> I was one of them in my past. That's why I <laughs> not anymore. I mean, that's where the self-love and the change and transformation yeah. comes because you know you can be a certain way. And if you really want to change, it can happen. And now I am not that anymore. I'm just completely different. And uh, yeah, so self-care is important. Yes. And in your own experience, how important is self-care and wellness in building and maintaining healthy relationships? Yeah, self-care is so and so important. And it's, you know, it's been this kind of buzzword, but it is. And I, you know, I'm living proof because I went years without, I didn't, even, I didn't even think about self-care. You know, when my kids were younger and it was just go, go, go. And that contributed to the erosion of my marriage because I didn't take care of myself. I didn't make sure my needs were get me, getting met. I didn't express that. I didn't, you know, and so I kind of unraveled and, and didn't, then I couldn't be as loving as a wife as that I, as I could have been because I wasn't taking care of myself as well. I mean, I was taking care of myself as far as healthy. I never let myself go, but I, I was not, I was not caring for myself and taking the time and those little things that add up in those breaks in the day, I was just burning the candle at both, both ends and just always, and this is very common for women, just doing for everyone else always. And, and you really can't because there, there will come an end a time that it just won't keep going and you can't cultivate and nurture your relationships. If you're not taking care of yourself, the most important relationship you're going to have is with yourself. And so you've got to take time for yourself and, and have that balance and those, those boundaries. Yes, because when mom's happy in the household, everyone is happy yeah. in the household. <laughs> so it is important yeah. for us and to take mine, that time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now, as yeah. a mother yourself, how do you balance your own personal life with family responsibilities, professional life, I should say, <laughs> with family responsibilities? Any tips for like uh, working parents? You know, having strict boundaries and, and set time, time blocking is really important and and following through with it. So this is the time to work. This is my time with my kids. This is time with my, my significant other. This time with my girlfriends. That's just in sticking to it like it's, you know, an, an assignment, I mean, a, an appointment. You know, like you're going to make an appointment to go to the dentist. You got to make an appointment. And then also time for yourself. So those, those strict boundaries, I do work on that with a lot of my clients because otherwise they, they feel like they come unglued and they feel overwhelmed and, 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 and it's harder when your kids are younger, certainly. I mean, like my kids are 17 and 21. They don't want to have a lot to do with me. <laughs> so I've got a little more time to work on my business now. It's, it's a lot easier, but you know, when they're, when they're little and, and, and you, you're their world and they're, you're, you do everything for them. It is, it is harder. 
that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But then that's also calling for help and which I was so bad about. I'm still not that great about it, but it's so important. Yes. Help is important. And I remember I would never ask for help and then just be so sad and like overwhelmed. But I noticed that as I asked for help with whatever it is, whether it's a family member, a friend, anything, anybody, I just like, oh, now I can relax a little bit more because someone's helping me out on this project or whatever. It was deadline on something. (laughs) It's always nice to have help. And you also specialize in helping businesses with wellness programs. What impact have you actually seen in these programs? Oh, this is really exciting. I love this. I do um, like wellness. I have several different wellness workshops on various, you know, topics from sleep to stress to workplace balance and, you know, boundaries and, and of course, nutrition and energy and all the good things, um, self-care, stress management. So this, I love the feedback I get from my corporate clients. Their, their, their employees really, really do appreciate it. And it's, it's help, it's wellness that they wouldn't be getting otherwise, you know? Um, so that's what I love people that normally wouldn't have any kind of access to this kind of help have access to it from these employers. And it's, it makes such a difference. And it's just seeing the light bulbs go off, especially when I do do the workshops and then when we do the group coaching and, and they've got, you know, they come with a significant thing and we work on things and they're like, oh, wow, this really helps. And it, coaching helps, you know, it just, it can help. And because it's, 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 it's tough. I mean, these are employees typically working full time. So they, they do have that overwhelm the workplace balance, you know, um, conundrum. And so they really do need that, that help. Yeah. And then in your coaching, can you actually share a success story where you help someone regain their sense of self and either within a marriage or while, you know, preparing for a new relationship? Oh, sure. I, um, I have several. One that comes to mind is um, she was feeling very kind of out of control. Like she really wanted to focus on meeting somebody, you know, she was on the other side of divorce, but also very busy trying to work on her business um, pretty demanding business and, and her career, but also, you know, friendships and her kids were a little bit older, you know, but still, even when your kids are adults, they still need you and you still need to spend time with them. So we really mapped out a plan for her to have that workplace balance and making dating a priority, because here's the thing. A lot of people, I don't have time to date or I, but if you don't have time to date, then you don't have time for a relationship because dating is going to lead to a relationship. And if you get in a relationship and don't make time for that person, that relationship is not going to last. So you really have to get, get that piece in, in place. And, um, and she, it was just like a nice, she just felt so much more calm because we mapped it out. So it wasn't like, well, I should, I'm doing this, but I should be doing that, that, that fight between it's like, no, this is my time with my kids. This is my time for business. This is my time for eventually she did find love, um, and, and another one that comes to mind, just strictly more, more for dating and, and business. He really wanted a better job and he really wanted love. He, he's, he wants to get, he's in his thirties, wants to get married. And he had, did not have much experience and he really didn't, was, was not sure about the type of women he really wanted. So we kind of, I was like, let's test it. Let's just go out with a bunch of different um, types. And he was nervous and, um, so now he's, he found someone and they're serious and he got another better job and he's happy about that. And it's like, it's just so great. It's so, you know, having that coach in your corner to kind of guide you and give you that support. 
and and the ideas and and a different perspective, it it really can make such a huge difference. It does. Yes. All of my mentors and coaches have made a big, created a big impact in my life. <laughs> I'd say more so than my therapist back in the day. And I've gone through outpatient yeah. programs, rehab, and so many different programs for my alcoholism. And then nothing worked. It wasn't until I really then sought out the mentor that I was mentioning and then really focusing on reframing my mind. Like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I destroying myself, my life? And I mean, it goes stems, stems back, of course, to my childhood, like most, most cases. But then, yeah, but the thing is, is like, okay, I'm here now and this is where I want to be. And I think that's the difference between coaches and therapists is that therapists will go back to your past and make you okay with whatever happened to you in your past. But I think as rather than with coaches, they're more like, hey, where do you want to go? I'm right here next to you. Let's go. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Right. Now, uh, for our listeners who are just so inspired by you, where can they go ahead and find your website or follow you on social media? Uh, I'm Kelly Bonanno, pretty much everywhere on on Instagram at Kelly Bonanno. My website is kellybonanno.com. And Kelly, I know that tricky last name to spell so kelly is just k-e-l-l-y and then bananos b-o-n-a-n-n-o the two n's are at the end it's a very easy one to misspell and mispronounce mispronounce <laughs> it's a very nice last name though that's <laughs> like oh, that's cool <laughs> yeah i like that <laughs> and then finally for those listeners who might be actually struggling with confidence in dating or wellness what first step would you go ahead and recommend they take on their journey to improvement Oh boy, the first step is is really focusing on self-love and 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 making that a priority and self-worth and and you know looking you know journaling about it, looking at looking in the mirror, seeing what you know where you're at and what maybe you did to contribute things in the in the past and relationships or the relationship you're in now and or where you know your blocks. I mean, just to what's blocking you from finding love. And a lot of times that is, it goes back to that self-love. And sometimes we need help with that. Right. Yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> Any last thoughts or words you'd like to share? Well, I just really, I'm rooting for everybody out there, whether they're trying to find love or is trying to keep their good relationship going. It's, um, we're all, we're all looking for love, right? I mean, it's, and we all deserve love. And the thing is, really, I want everybody to, to realize no matter where you are in that self-love journey, you are worthy. You are absolutely worthy. And and we're all a work in progress. It is not perfection. It's progress. I always say progress, not perfection. And sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back. But as long as you're, you know, doing the work and always just be, trying to become the better, the better version of you, that's really all anybody can ask. Yes, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being on my show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun chatting with you. To my cherished listeners, from the very depths of my heart, thank you. Every single one of you who've showered me with those warm five-star reviews, your kindness shines so brightly. And if you haven't yet, know that your voice and support always matter. Your unwavering love has lifted us onto Feedspot's esteemed list of best women's sobriety podcasts, and it truly warms my heart. With immense love and care, I've created something for you. Introducing the Overcoming Challenges mini course, 
crafted especially with the intention to guide and support you through life's varied phases because we all deserve gentle guidance as we navigate life's tides. Furthermore, I have two heartfelt gifts for our listener family. One is a seven-day challenge, a tender beginning for those curious about sobriety. The other, a personal sharing from my journey, a six-step blueprint towards an alcohol-free life. These are the steps I took, I embraced beyond AA and the traditional 12 steps that have nurtured my own sobriety journey. To embrace these tokens of gratitude and love, simply text GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, to 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's the word GIFT, G-I-F-T, at 1-855-649-6196. With all of my love and deepest gratitude, I cherish each and every one of you.